Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy, joined with my, my friends, Mike. All right, no, Mike. Pete? Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? Except for we're, we're one man short. I don't know. Maybe we should just replace him. The, the, the excitement of the Frank Lamping episode was too much for Mike. Yeah. I he, don't know. He's done. Maybe Yoda should just replace him. I thought, he, is he here? Hmm. I'm here. <laughs> Sports, I know, but replace Mike, I will. <laughs> oh, have fun with that, Kelly. Yeah, Yoda just needs to go away. This is interesting now. We had the huge episode with Frank. It was so much fun. It's like how do we how do we follow that up? It's gonna be an interesting show here for you. You have Yoda on the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, yeah, I hear you. Uh, yeah, Frank episode was amazing. The guy is uh really a class act. He's just such a amazing human. You know, if you right. really if you really wanna teach your kids the right way to do things you know you just point them right to frank and have them talk to frank for a little bit and he'll point them in the right direction i feel and he's such a great guy in the community and he's done amazing things and of course he won the he's a one of what 20 fan hall of famers for the packers now so something like that but um yeah he's it was just a what an experience really for us it, it was just awesome yeah he keeps talking about how excited he was to be on it, but I, I think we could hardly contain ourselves like leading up to it. He's a little nervous and, and, and all that. But it was good. Especially with all the stuff he's going through. Right. How positive he seems like it's not even really affecting him. And I I just can't imagine that piece of it, but he's just such an upbeat guy. So we're hoping to have him back sometime. We have we've talked to him a couple opportunities to bring him back, maybe around NFL draft time. Definitely before the season starts. Definitely want to get his input for that. Definitely, Frank. Uh, he he knows a lot. He he studies well, as right. we, we saw for Saturday. He had a lot of stuff written down, ready to go, and he was he was pretty nervous. But right away, he just went right into stories. And yeah, I'm excited to hear his take on on this next Packer team. What's kind of cool was, um, after that episode, a few people stopped and asked if I was the one from the podcast, which is kind of funny because, <laughs> duh. But they even stopped Monica. Uh, my wife um, at her school and things like that. People stopped and asked. So I think just having Frank really touched a lot of different people in the community and things like that. So that's been kind of fun to see uh, the name recognition with Frank and then now us with the podcast. And uh, quite a few people asked me. So I will now bring it up here and ask you and I, what is your most memorable moment from a sporting event? They asked specifically Packers, but I'll open it up um, for anything. Sporting event, like like actually going to a sporting event. Sure, because so, I, I haven't really been to many sporting events. I unfortunately just never had the money as a kid. We we kind of went to some Brewer games here and there, but even sports moment, like yeah, sports moment. I have to say, going to a sports moment would be um, they're probably a tie. Uh, probably the Packers championship game back, what was that, 20, 2008? 2007. 2008. 2008. 
So that was, of course, they lost, but it was just the buildup, and we spent a couple days up there, and we actually found James Jones' yep. phone. We found James Jones' phone outside of your friend's your friend's apartment, Josh. Um, so that was pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, we didn't get to see James say, Jones, but my yeah. buddy's neighbor was James Jones. Yeah, so that was pretty awesome. So we had that experience, and then we just hung out at Lambo and just uh, hanging out with with friends. When I when I got dressed up. Way too soon, number one. Oh, yeah. And then spent time bundled up inside the atrium for way too long. Right. So yeah. that was a bad choice. Got all nice and sweated up before we went out to two-degree weather with negative wind chill. Yeah, snot was freezing right away. Eyelids were closed up because of ice. And, uh, yeah, you didn't mind, though, because it was amazing. It was it, it, it was a bummer seeing all the, the black jackets uh, sink down to the, the, the bottom of the bowl of uh, Lambo, but... But yeah, that was still an awesome experience. I would say that that probably is near the top. But even this last year, I went to Game Seven uh, for the Brewers, and even though they lost that game, right. uh, I don't have really good luck. But uh, that was pretty fun. Uh, that I uh, was probably the most excited I've ever been for a Brewer for a Brewer game, going to a Brewer game. So I went to a playoff game against the Cardinals um, uh, sometime back. I don't remember what year it was. But um, but this one just was felt more special to me. I was with my brother and my sister. We don't go to games a lot, so that was that was a lot of fun too. Yes, yeah, so when I was I was kind of asked that, and I, I mentioned a little bit. Um, I think the first time I ever went to Lambeau was with my dad and my uncle. That was pretty fun. Um, but otherwise, I can I can just kind of remember a couple of Bucks games that my parents took me to. But I think some of the, some of the ones that actually really stick the memories. I think of the road trips that we've done. Oh yeah, um, definitely. It's, it's not even so much even the game, but I think it's the whole like the actual literally driving and the road trip with just hanging out with the other friends and stuff like that. The trip to Canton um, was a blast, and and that. Yeah, if you want to listen to that one, that was the Pinchy Bowl. That's, <laughs> that, that's the trip. To that was just one of the stories. There's, there's so many. From, RV from Hall that trip. of Fame Canton slash. <laughs> you, you can't drive by Everything. any Hall of Fame. I don't care if it's the whatever the weirdest object Hall of Fame. We drove by it, and all of a sudden we saw like an advertisement for the RV Hall of Fame. I'm like, well, if we're going to go to Football Hall of Fame, we've got to stop at the RV Hall of Fame. Stop there, yeah. Why not? We took a picture by the world's largest camper. Yeah, it was fun. Sports do so much. I remember taking my son to his first um, family night, and then getting him like the first time he ever saw the field and, and seeing the players in real life. Like that, that was something that meant a lot to me. And the first time we took him to like a basketball game, and my daughter to, when she went to family night. I guess that's the kind of the interesting stuff. So it's it's weird. Like my dad always talk like talked about it was fun when you when, when I started really getting into sports, getting to take me to different things and now we get to do it with our own kids. I think that's probably the most exciting moments and then out together if we take them to different sporting events just to see them see the, like the greater the bigger than life figures that they idolize now on TV and, and getting to watch those type of things. I mean sports do some crazy stuff for like life and definitely some bonding opportunities. Yeah, the, uh, another one that kind of pops in my head is uh, my cousin was being scouted uh, for um, the Badgers. So he was a linebacker, fullback uh, for St. Francis. And, yeah, he was being scouted, so he got, like, the treatment, and he got to bring somebody. So I we had breakfast, and we saw the coaches, and we got to go down in the practice facility of, of uh, Wisconsin. Was that Bielema era? Um, I think it was still Alvarez era, okay. actually. So, yeah, we went in the locker room, and it was actually the Axe game. So it was Minnesota Badgers Axe game and in, in Madison, of course. And we got to go on the field before the game and watch all that awesomeness and watch the players come out. And 
we actually got to go got to go in the locker room after the game and actually experience that excitement of the acts and stuff. That's pretty so awesome. That was pretty a lot of fun. Yeah, like all these different stories and things and things like that. I remember even I think now looking back at it, I really think about it. I was pretty lucky and blessed as a kid, and probably took it for granted at the time. But even so, my uncle. My Uncle Steve, I think yeah. you got to go hang out with yeah. him a little bit, but he used to take me to at least one Badger game every year. Like he let me pick whatever one I wanted to, and we yeah, went down I and watched one of those. I went to a couple of those with you, and uh, he gave us like the. I think he helped get the tickets, or maybe my dad went through with a friend. But when we went with my my dad to the game, we beat Ohio State when they were ranked oh, at number one. Yeah, I think you and Mike went to that game. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember that one. Uh, I I think Chris went to that one or something, but maybe Jeremy. Maybe. Anyway, that was anyway. Like, that was fun. And yeah, then that's a good one. Um, we went to. I remember every year he he take me to at least one of the um, Badgers basketball games. Oh so, yeah. So like we got to go see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's just it's just fun time. And then to hear like on Frank stories where he gets to watch all that stuff. And he gets he has has those front row tickets, front row Frank, and gets on like the jumbotron and all the like the memories he gets to make with like the different kids that come the first time. And then he tries to take like a new person every. Um, every game that hasn't really gone. I mean, it's just cool, like, the stuff he gets to do. And then even now I get to reflect quite a bit after we talk with him about all the different fun things that I got to see um, because of sports. So that was interesting. So like, it was fun to hear like, other people ask that question. Clearly they're listening, but yeah, very cool. Yeah, and to any new listeners out there, um, welcome, of course. Uh, we love We love having you with us. Of course, we talk sports. We um, talk randomness too, but... Mostly sports, mostly Wisconsin sports. Nationally, we'll talk about some things. But if you're going to go back, go back. Maybe the there's a Pinchy Bowl episode. There's a Best Of episode, probably. the That's probably the best one to actually yeah. kind of get caught up with some of the... Go to Best Of, Questy Awards, and then just go to Frank. That would be pretty good. Yeah, probably in order. I'd say Frank would be number one, clearly. Yeah, clearly, yeah. Two, I think, is the Questy Awards. Um, Definitely, yeah. That was a really good episode. I think it, it really summarizes pretty much 2018 for Wisconsin in a nutshell. Got some fun stuff in there, and then yeah, the best of is a good recap of what we did so far. But the best episodes are still ahead. Since Mike's not here, we might as well start something new, right? Me too. Yeah, so let's go around the horn with some quick sports news. Yeah, we'll see how quick we make this. Yeah, it might might talk a little bit about them, but so in the MLB, Mariano Rivera, Edgar Martinez, Roy Halladay, late Roy Halladay, mm-hmm. Mike Mussina are joining the Hall of Fame. Clements and Bonds are out, obviously. Um, only 59% of the vote went to them. They, uh, I think that's up 3% from last season. I'd have to look back but, on that. But still really far away. Still from really the far away. 75, yeah, 75%. So only a 3% bumps. Uh, they probably will never give it in. So Rivera was uh, a unanimous selection, though. The first ever MLB player in history to be named on all 425 ballots. Which is, I have a bone to pick about this. It has nothing against, nothing against like Mario Navarro. He's well-respected. He's well-deserved Hall of Fame member. I don't even care that he got the unanimous votes. He should never have been the first one. There's so many players in history that had a better opportunity. For the number. So Ken Griffey Jr., for example, was not a unanimous Hall of Fame first ballot. Babe Ruth was not. Ty Cobb was not. Lou Gehrig was not. Like that's that's a crime. You could just keep listening. Really, I know <laughs> Nolan Ryan. <laughs> right, Nolan Ryan. What? Because some some guy somewhere like he walked a bit, like too many. He walked too many batters because he kept throwing inside. Right. 
Or it's like they're going to talk about even like Roberto Clemente. Like, seriously. Jackie Sandy Robinson. Koufax? Jackie Robinson. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yeah, it is Sandy pretty Uzo. amazing. I mean, like 425 ballots are a lot, but but to keep, let's say, who who kept who kept one of those guys off? Like, who said, no, nah, he doesn't deserve it? It's like, it's like all right, Cal, <laughs> Cal Ripken wasn't a, a first ballot yeah. Hall of Famer. Iron Man himself. Iron Man himself. <laughs> Only got 98%. 98%. So that's that's a lot of votes, probably. So I, I want this to happen, to be honest. Unanimous vote, great. Congratulations, Mario Rivera. Well deserved. I mean, he deserves it. I mean, yeah. don't Hands down. get us wrong. Yeah. But I think it needs to publish. I think it needs to be published what people voted. In what way? Who, who voted what? Yeah. Because I want to know the next person that comes up that is well deserved to be unanimously voted in and didn't get full vote. I want to know who those people are. And they instantly should get their credentials revoked. Right, and how, how do you get credentials? Because aren't there like weird? There has to be weird sites in there for for writers. wise that vote on this? I, don't I can't know. remember. Does Drew? I think Drew Olson has yes, voting rights believe, for the region. I believe he does. So, but there's so many. I I don't know. I can keep going. Like Maddox, Greg Maddox. Nope. <laughs> there's a lot. It's so many. It's so crazy. Barry Larkin. <laughs> I don't know. The more I think about, it, the more. The more upset I get. All right, so like, Tony Gwynn. Let's just let's Whatever. just get off of it then. Let's let's stick with baseball. But that's so, that's a pretty but but it back, is, okay, it's yeah. a it's a pretty weak roster I feel for for 2019. Yeah, Edgar Martinez had a good good year. I mean, he was what DH from what I remember first base with yeah. those Mariners teams. Yeah, I, I don't know. Right? I can't remember. But Halliday was a pretty good Halliday's pitcher. Okay. We've seen, uh, of course, the Yankees. Right? Right. I'm, but even like Edgar Martinez. And the same thing goes with, what was it? Who was the other bubble guy? It was like the DH. Tim Raines? Oh, maybe. Anyway, but either one of those guys, they're not the, they never were and never will be the number one hitter on the, any team they're a part of. That's true. But yet you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I want to know how many votes they got. How many, how many percent of the votes did they get? One day. <sighs> one day. Terrible. All right, let's, go, let's move to the Brewers. Uh, so the GM, David Stearns, who had one year left on his contract, has been promoted to baseball president of oper- uh, president of a baseball operations. He's, He's a president of something. President of president of Operating something. some baseball president. thing. <laughs> He's president of baseball operations now, given a raise and an extension. Also, Schlesinger was also, I think, the same, same uh, president of baseball operations from what I saw, which is, I don't understand that, but... Anyway, so he was given, sort a, it out. given a raise and an extension too, I believe. So how many years do we know? Uh, I didn't see how many years. It might have been posted later today, and I just didn't check on that. I'm I'm really good at checking stuff after the fact. I just kind of write it down and forget about it. So sorry about that. I'm sure it's been released. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I was a little worried that he would kind of get lured away from a, a big market team, go to the East Coast or one of those teams. Yeah. So I'm glad that we that the uh, leadership this. Ownership has decided that he's worthy of a promotion and a multi-year extension to get him to stay with our beloved team because he is pretty good at his job. All right, staying in Milwaukee, Marquette. They rise to number 12 in the Associated Press poll, but kind of more interesting, the Hauser brothers win Big East Weekly Awards. Sam Hauser, Conference Player of the Week for averaging 28 points, and Joey Hauser. One uh, freshman of the week, averaging 10 points and 6 rebounds. Yeah, aside from the Wisconsin win over Michigan, they've had 
Marquette's been the team of Wisconsin and, and oh. college ba- college basketball right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, they once those need to win. That's the thing. If those Hauser brothers can get going with uh, Howard, they they're a pretty uh, pretty big force to be reckoned with. Any news on Howard's injury? Uh he's he was back. Back. Yeah. So. The sandbagging it for a game or two. Probably. Uh, let's move on to the Badgers. They get a huge win, of course, against Michigan, but they're not ranked. They stay out of the rankings. I think Vegas had them favored by three points. So That's crazy. It's kind of a big thing is home court. You're expected to win at home. Um, even like the bad teams, even like Illinois. I'm not sure what the score is right now. Even, but even, <laughs> even though you had a, even though they're the number one, going against the number two team in the country and you're not ranked? Yeah, not ranked. Yeah, no. Still get favored? I don't even think, I think that speaks really more changed. To the, I, I think, think that speaks more to the volume. more volume to the fact of Michigan's ranking. Yeah, maybe they don't really trust Michigan that much. Although they did uh, need a last-second shot to win at home against Minnesota, too. So maybe they're not as good as everyone thought. At the time of recording, we're currently up against Illinois. That's seven. Only seven. That's great. Yep. 15 minutes to go second half. Just to get an idea when we're recording this. Yeah. All right. Packers, they won't have a game in London. Good have to think that is coming up one of these days they have not played overseas in a very long time i remember them playing against the chiefs in a preseason game in china way back when like 95 i don't remember any other ones yeah but that's not making the playoffs a couple years in a row we're now getting ourselves removed from some of these exemplists that we were a part of so i think now we're eligible for hard knocks oh really and i don't think we get exempt I don't think we get to be exempt from London anymore. I think they so, gave teams op- I think they gave a team option if you were playoff. Oh, really? That's interesting. I didn't know that. So don't quote me on that because I'm probably wrong. I know the Hard Knocks one's true. Did they did they name Hard Knocks yet? I don't think they did. Because that would be uh, pretty interesting if they did Hard Knocks because of the new coaching and all the new new stuff that's going on, new offense. It would be. It, I think it would be a pretty good year to have them on Hard Knocks with a coach who's probably willing to do it, I bet. They always seem to have like a rookie coach on that, right? So for Hard Knocks, the team rules are a team can't be selected if it was in the playoffs either of the last two seasons, if it has a first-year head coach, or if it has been on the program at any point in the last 10 years. They must have switched the coach thing because wasn't Philbin on? Was that his first year? Because he was so. a two-year coach, right? Yeah, so that's interesting. So it, it narrows down the list of five teams. These are the five finalists. Five teams only? Yep. Wow. Only, so with those rules, it narrowed it down to five teams. So this will be interesting. Well, because of the coaching changes. I'm actually pretty excited for any one of these five, to be honest. Um, I think there's a lot of drama that could happen in any one of them. So the five teams that can appear on Hard Knocks in 2019 are the Detroit Lions. That would be fun. The Raiders. Oh, that's going to happen. That'd be hilarious. It's going to be Raiders. It's got to be. got to be John Gruden. All that mess. The Giants. Giants would be okay. See the drama and turmoil between... I guess. Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. and whatever they decided to do with that team. Saquon. You said Saquon again. did it? (laughs) So I have that stuck in my head now. So I'm like artificial... (laughs) It's okay. We'll just leave it at that. San Quentin. San Quan. San Quan means Saquon. Put it in the terms. It's all good. (laughs) San Francisco (laughs) for us. We just lost all credibility now. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers and the Washington Redskins. Wow. Redskins would be kind of interesting too. 
Of course, Alex Smith, all his issues, but he, he doesn't look like he's coming back. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how the, the rehab and follow-up with that. I'm sure that would be a headline story, but yeah, it's you're right. It's going to be... Probably 90% Raiders, though. Yeah, I just think that that team is going to be all in. I think Davis is going to want... He wants that publicity. Publicity the year before they go to um, Vegas and the whole, like, John Gruden. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny the Gruden brothers both are eligible. Maybe they'll do a tag team. There you go. That'd be interesting. I haven't watched many Hard Knocks actually. You're you're a big Hard Knocks guy. I love that. I love that show. I think it really gets me jacked up for the season. Like just seeing the teams go through it and jacked up. Yeah, it gets me really hyped for the Miss season. That. I think it's the it's it's it basically is the kickoff piece and then the gearing up for um, like our fantasy football draft, the big one that we that we do all yeah. together. Um, the redraft league, so it's that usually happens after the last preseason game, so it's good kind of to get me in the swing of things to to watch terrible preseason football. But yeah, so I thought that I didn't know about the coach rules, so I th- I knew the other ones, so that's why I thought the Packers were eligible. But it looks like they won't be. And then we're gonna make the playoffs next year, so yeah, we're out again. Frank called it. Hey, I'm not. I'm never gonna vote against that guy. No. What else we got? Uh, lastly. Well, we'll probably talk about this the most. Uh, there's big uh, news in Milwaukee as Miller Park is no longer Miller Park. Welcome American Family Insurance or AmFam or whatever it's going to be because we don't know yet. It's going to be AmFam. There's no way. There's no way they're going to try to... F- I feel bad for any announcer has to try to... You're looking live to American Family Stadium. Ballpark. American field. Family Park. AmFam yeah. Fa- Am Field. So a lot of people are really mad about this. Yeah, gross. I think we're. I think they're going through the seven stages of grief. Probably versus anger. Get used so to something for twenty years. Nobody wants to change. I get it. Nobody wants to change, but it's a corporate thing. This was going to happen, and they had the name for twenty years for a reason. Nobody's going to call it whatever the new name is. Everybody's going to call it Miller Park. Even my daughter's like, I'm not. I'll call it Miller Park. The place like, that the Brewers play. <laughs> yeah, the place that the Brewers play. And didn't they call it County Stadium for a long time because <laughs> people were mad about it? Right. So, I mean, it barely passed. We barely got that stadium. Thank God we did. But um, yeah, it's pretty interesting because I think um, what is it now? PNC Park. I don't. Know. What is the Giants Park? Not PNC yeah. Park. Yeah, PNC. Uh, something like that. I don't know. It's been named four times through the 21 years or something. Yeah, because what was it? Pac Bell originally. Pac Bell, And then yeah. because AT&T bought them, so it was AT&T, right. Pac Bell, and then AT&T standalone. Yeah. Right. Something yeah, like then that. I only have, I only have a, a decent knowledge because my aunt lived in, right. in San Francisco, so I went to that stadium uh, more than one occasion. So, yeah, they've been around the same amount of time and been renamed so many more times, so I don't think you should be too mad. Plus, it's not like Miller lost the pouring rights. They're still going to be able to pour Miller right. at your park. So it's no, there's no Bud Light. Care the most no about. Bud Light yet. So I think I mean looking back on some of the other like naming deals, that the deal for Miller was actually pretty good. Twenty years for forty three million. Oh yeah, definitely Seems pretty good. I mean, what is American Family Insurance going to pay? Like two hundred no million? They're going to pay a ton. I don't even remember what the actual the deal was. Pretty substantial for. The Pfizer Forum. Yeah. Some so people can, were mad about that, too, but now that's, nobody cares. That's still an interesting, it's a different interesting name. name. Yeah. Nobody really knew about that company, but it's okay. I don't I don't mind it. It's just funny to watch from outside because, I mean, I I get it. The, the tradition piece of it, 20 years of anything is pretty crazy. Um, the fact that they 
I think part of it was the color scheme and everything else was tailored towards that logo and that look and feel. So it's almost like, what are they going to do to come in? They're going to like make it fit in with whatever the the, the, the theme of the, the ballpark is going to be. Um, I'm just really interested in how they're going to sh- shorten up the name. So that's why I'm personally thinking it's going to be AmFam. But just to see the outcry of fans has been nuts. So I really do believe that they're going through the seven stages of grief. Like the initial was shocking to now. Like there's no way. There's no way they're going to change it. And then it's, you feel like it's a painful guilt idea. Then next is anger and bargaining. So the anger, their outrage or whatever else. And then there's like a GoFundMe page that's trying oh to raise God. the $30 million dollars to gonna, get the... Never going to change. Next is Don't like... Don't give up your money. <laughs> next is depression. So people are going to be oh, like whatever else. <laughs> and then it's it up, And then it's the upward swing. <laughs> yeah. So I... I we're back. Then you're going to go to a game and have a hot dog and not even notice that you're in yeah, so, Fam Stadium. So I can't wait for them to actually release with the logo and stuff like that. Then the last stage will be acceptance and hope. And then we'll be right, we'll be right back in it. So uh, interesting thing, I um, the guy at work, uh, Adam, got to give him props, but he was saying the same thing about the logo, how the Miller logo outside kind of looks like the Brewers, you know, script and stuff, and uh, it's it's interesting that now it gives them more flexibility to change their logo into the old logo and go with the old logo because they they've been wearing that old logo with the dark blue and the yellow right. for a couple of years now and i've been wanting them to just change that because they wear it all the time and it's i think it's usually up to the pitcher uh from what i've heard the starting pitcher can decide what jersey they wear at home i guess mm. but I, I thought that's what i heard but i could be wrong um fact checker mike what do you think no, all right yep uh, good thanks, mike. thanks mike all right must be right so anyway yeah it's kind of interesting to see if they're going to change the logo yeah, I, I'm sure. Now, I'm, there's I'm no. Sure. I mean, granted, we're the Milwaukee Brewers. The barley and stuff still makes sense, right. but that Miller Park was it was kind of like this big package, and now it's not. So, but at least American Family Insurance is based out of Wisconsin. I guess can't be too mad, right? Well, like, is it is like Bernie's house gonna change? Isn't it like like Brewer? Well, now Bernie's theme? house is gonna be insured. <laughs> there you go, full coverage with an <laughs> umbrella policy in case he falls off that slide. <laughs> Maybe the slide will be encased now. I guess it was interesting. Cause I, I mean, I guess the Brewers eased us in because when they when they switched the the sausage race from Clements to Johnsonville, and that yeah. was a huge uproar. They were like, that oh. was a big one. A sausage, <laughs> those sausages aren't well. My wife would think differently. She would say, no, she loves Johnsonville actually. But I don't care. Sausage is a sausage to me sometimes. I just I just think it's crazy with the outrage. It's not like it was some outside firm that gave right. took it like amfam is still like a, a wisconsin business Be that's been here for forever Budweiser didn't pay millions more for that because they could have jumped in there and milwaukee probably would have taken it i would i wouldn't doubt it money's money <laughs> right but it's a 15 year deal right yes 15 years starting 2021 season yeah so we still got another another couple years of miller park so that's my around the horn sports news Hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next week. So now moving on to like some miscellaneous news topics. Not to be confused with the round the horn. We're in a little bit of a lull here, right? So we still have NBA basketball, but the Super Bowl has been decided. We'll talk about that later. But there's a week leading up to it. And there's nothing to watch this weekend. Or is there? 
Let's get... Oh, no, I can't say it. It's trademarked. Oh, no. Let's get ready to R-U-M-B-L-E. Yeah, there we go. The WWE Royal Rumble. Yeah, Sunday. Everybody's, everybody's got to love the Royal Rumble. It's the, so before you freak out, anybody who's listening, don't turn us off. It's not going to be long. will be fine. We won't be long. It's not like... I mean, we got told the moment we start talking about NASCAR, people are going to start turning it off. And I, I just said, bear with us. We won't we won't stick up for too, too long, but we got to talk about it. This is the similar fashion. So here's the deal. I'm not a big WWE guy, except for when, like I think we mentioned before, when it was still WWF and WCW. I think that was when I kind of like, that was my sweet spot, and then I got out. The Attitude Era was pretty awesome, especially yeah. for a young 11-year-old, 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, so so anybody still listening, like buddy of mine, Matt, we used to do uh, reenact some Goldberg scenes and stuff like that, and there's, there may or may not be some videotapes with some entrance videos probably from back in the day, so... I'll try not to embarrass us. Hopefully, if my mom's listening, she'll probably dig them out and, and release them. I so. love that. But anyway, so that we did that stuff. We did like, I think Surge was like a sponsor. So we, we jacked up on some Surge Always. soda. And then I'm sure that's what kind of elevated the entrance music and whatever else. But we all picked our own songs. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. But you do the moves. <laughs> Terrible voice. I can't go that high. <laughs> He would always do it though. Yeah, it was great. So, so back to WWE Royal Rumble. It's a big, big event, and Road Pete, Road to WrestleMania starts. So, so Pete really like lured Mike and I in with the opportunity to bet. All I all I said Sports was betting. you can gamble on and it. And the Marin, right? Like, Mike, Mike in. immediately. Mike's, said. Mike's completely in, and I'm like, if Mike's gonna do it, I'm, I might as well jump in too. So I have to plead ignorance. I don't know much about it, but that's why we have Pete here. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the Royal Rumble. It's not just Royal Rumble. There's actual matches. So, guess what? Brock Lesnar's fighting. That's Ronda with, that's, Rousey's fighting. That's with air quotes, though, right? Well, yeah, Oh, I don't want to ruin I it guess. for our, our, yeah, hey. our young visitors. Yeah, it's real. Come on, Andy. <laughs> the athletes are real. The I'll athletes. give you that. Well, and that's the thing. They are athletes. Like, they do some amazing stuff nowadays. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm just impressed. It's not your... Nowadays. Not your, not your dad's <laughs> wrestling the, anymore. Andre the Giant was amazing for how big that guy was. Yeah, and he all he did was body slams and punches, really. So oh. now they fly around like crazy. It's pretty awesome, except for like Brock Lesnar. But um, so yeah, Brock Lesnar's fighting Finn Balor. So that should be fun for the Universal Championship. Uh, WWE Championship is Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, one of my favorites. That should be a really good match. Uh, Raw Women's Championship is AJ Styles the one that you did the. Your draft song with? No, that's uh, like, Glorious Bobby Roode. Ah, that's it. Yeah, that's a great song. Look it up. Glorious. It is fantastic. I still have that on a playlist. Not going to lie. So as mentioned before, Ronda Rousey's fi- fighting Sasha Banks, which is um, Snoop Dogg's cousin, I believe. <laughs> and totally honest. So that's I believe it's Snoop Dogg's cousin. One time she came not? out in WWE, uh, WrestleMania, and Snoop Dogg was singing her song anyway. But, but, um, but that, that is one, while we're on, like, uh, a woman's match, that's one thing I, I did kind of notice in watching a little bit of WWE now. Like, that, they're amazing. Yeah, they've had a, uh, they've changed it. It used to be the Divas Championship, and now they actually have the Women's Championship yeah. is back. But they, from, I just, uh, it's just amazing how much they've expanded it and how yeah, entertaining. They are pretty amazing, too. They do a lot of, of it is. they do a lot of brutal stuff, right. just like the men do. They jump off the top ropes and flip, and it's pretty amazing what the women's, uh, era has been the last couple of years they actually just had last year they had their own pay-per-view too which was pretty cool because um 
a lot of the older older women, Lita and um, Trish Stratish showed up and wrestled. So and, yeah, and they so should to, show up actually in the women's. So Royal I have to admit, Rumble the team. only one I really know is like Ronda Rousey from her time in UFC. Yeah, um, watch her there, and then obviously Charlotte Flair, like being Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah. So another big one is probably the Bar, <laughs> which is a tag team. Uh, versus the Miz, and which everybody should know from uh, what was it? Road Rules, I right? Forget. Anyway, M- MTV and Shane McMahon, which Shane McMahon always does something crazy, so that's always fun. And then there's a couple other matches, but um, the main thing is the Royal Rumble, of course. There's a men's one and a women's one, so we are gonna bet on those, but we're not gonna bet names. We're gonna take numbers, so we'll uh, kind of go. So just so we don't get corrected by fans, the Miz was from. Real world. Real world, sorry. Yeah, I didn't watch it, so it doesn't matter. So the Miz, yeah, it was kind of funny because his, his, uh, his alter ego was the Miz. So anyway, <laughs> on that show. But yeah, so men's Royal Rumble and women's Royal Rumble, there are 30 entrants, and we're going to pick numbers, and wh- whoever ends up in that number coming out is your man or woman for the separate matches. Sure. So that's, that's going to be interesting. That's it. So, so how's it really be fun. So how's it really going to go? pretty entertaining. So how are we going to... Who's gonna win? I mean, is it winner takes all? Yeah, yeah no, no point values. Right, no who point get, values. It's kind of hard. Who gets most broken bones? Artificially, I hope who they gets, don't break bones. That's nasty. Who gets thrown out of the cage? Slash cage. ring. I mean ring. ring. Yeah, you are really out of touch. Wrong word, Pete. It's Wrong okay. word. So anyway, cage match. If we lost you, <laughs> it's okay. We're gonna bet on it. That's why we're talking about it. So it so should be a lot of fun. So if you actually want to write in your thoughts on who won, who's going to be, who are some of the surprise guests that you think are going to be on it? Yeah, because there's usually about 10, 10 surprise ones. And then who do you think is actually going to win? Yeah, that would be a good one too. It's a lot of storylines. Yeah. It's real life drama. Real life drama. Enjoy. So what, Also, hey, you can get it for free by signing up for the WWE Network, so... There you go. You get a free month, so you can get the Royal Rumble for free. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Sign up. It's got a lot of old stuff. It's great. You're, you're welcome, WWE. So, yeah, so we're going to probably do that draft, and we'll show or probably talk about the results and winners from our perspective on our next podcast. So enjoy that. Coming, if you, coming soon. If you what? If you what, Pete? I don't know. If you, if you don't enjoy it, just skip. Scrub through. We give you the estimated time stamps (laughs) for each of these things. You know when to fast forward. So let's move on to a little bit of NFL talk. So last weekend was a big weekend. Um, We watched a little bit of the games while we had Frank. Both were very entertaining. Both, Both road teams won, both in overtime. Both young quarterbacks kind of stunk it up for a while. Yeah. I mean, especially that... I think it looked. I didn't. We. Did, I missed the first part of like with the with the Saints Rams. Yeah, so I, I watched. We, I went yeah, back we and watched did. a little bit. So yeah, he seemed a little bit awestruck. But I, I was kind of amazed at the Chiefs and Patriots matchup. How long it took. Yeah. Mahomes to actually get comfortable. Definitely, it was, especially what, being at home. They scored twenty four in the fourth quarter, I believe, something like that. But. Yeah, it, they were really great games. I mean, both overtime games. I don't think anybody could ask for better of not being right. a fans of them. I don't think anybody could ask for better games for a championship weekend at all. Right. Uh, we all wanted the Patriots to lose. That game was 
Or did we? That game was insane. Yeah, right. Andy picked them. <laughs> I have a perfect Super Bowl going you so do, far. You do. And I, I don't mind the Super Bowl. Patriots versus Rams. I, I feel like that's what I, in my head, I want to see that. I want to see it end. Was that our dessert bet? Maybe. Whoever won, I can't remember what our dessert bet was. Uh, the idea, because I mean, I think so. I already won the fantasy one. Yeah. You, so. So now we'll just buy you dessert. We're going there. to Sizzler. <laughs> Is that what we're going? I have no idea we're going. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It, well, I guess what the interesting part about it, I mean, I know there's, I know people are a little bit worn out by by Patriots Super Bowl talk, but you have to admire the way they built that team, the way they always show up, and they're always there. The preparation, even Brady being a, as old as he is and still performing at a level, managing that team. I think we're all kind of waiting for the the Peyton Manning drop off for him, and yeah. he still goes out there. He got the three in a row, third and tens, right? Right. I mean, Chiefs couldn't stop him. What are you gonna do? Yeah, they had the phantom. Uh, what are you roughing the passer call? Right. I hate that call, but the guys behind him, I guess, whatever. But that didn't that didn't make the game, right? So. I mean, like the Chiefs, yeah, I don't Chiefs think really could have stopped him in overtime. They just, they just face. had no chance. They uh, ended up firing, firing their defensive coordinator. Then of the year, I think they had the worst defense in the league, didn't they? Something like that. Yeah, they had a rough, rough stretch, especially at the tail end there. Yeah, you think if they had like the twenty eighth ranked defense, they would have maybe won the Super Bowl, huh? Right. <laughs> but let's talk about that Saints Rams game a little bit here. Yeah, I think that's the one that, <laughs> that caused a huge uproar. A huge uproar. In sports I mean, it's, world. It's been it's been talked about a lot. Um, I have like, a, I have a lot of hot takes about that one. So let's just kind of go over NFL rules a little bit here. So that was a huge pass interference. Everybody saw it. There's a picture of the ref behind the play, looking yeah. at the play. So that, a, that he claims he never saw. He claims he never saw, which so, he's looking right at it. So what is he? What is he like worried about? Like, oh man, I gotta get some jambalaya after this game. Like, what do you? <laughs> what do you? You're staring right at it. What do you mean you didn't see it? I, let alone you didn't you didn't see the pass interference call, but then you also didn't see the helmet to helmet either. Right. Yeah. There were some crazy calls in that game. Like that whole game was pretty badly called. And not only that, like how did the how did the other back judge not see it? Like right. it, it, there's, 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 more, there's, there's more than just the, there's more than just the side judge. There's the other guy like in the back. Like there's a lot of people who could have saw that. I think even like the back judge or the head official could have seen it from across the way by the quarterback that that he was there oh, early. Yeah. I, it's like everybody was afraid to throw a flag. I don't understand why. So there's I mean, a what? I mean, I'm all about it. Like, for example, I probably would have done the no call against the Brady. Like, let him play. Yeah. So I mean, I appreciate some of the no call stuff and let him play as you get towards the end. Like, you don't want to have the refs decide the game. But this was ridiculous. It was blatant. It was it was so obvious. And so now, now I think it was today, this morning, I heard somebody is suing the NFL. So there is a rule in in. The NFL rule book, Rule 17, Section 2, Article 1. <laughs> the commissioner has the sole authority to investigate and take appropriate disciplinary action and or corrective measures if any club action, non-participant interference, or calamity occurs in the NFL game in which the commissioner de- deems so extraordinary, extraordinarily unfair or outside of the accepted tactics. Yeah. Encountered, so- blah, 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 blah. He can change the game and do a do-over. No way. Like he's so never do that. there is a lawyer from the Saints, not from the Saints, but who is a Saints fan who is suing. <laughs> of course the there is. Of course there is. 
Because that's what our society's come to. It's not going to happen. It's not going to switch. When we're unhappy with an outcome of something, we're just going to like sue somebody to make sure it's different. Like I just don't like that's ridiculous. Now it doesn't reduce the. Again, I think they're going through the seven stages of grief themselves. Yeah, true. At some point, they'll get to number seven with acceptance. Yeah. But leading up to it, I've heard a whole bunch of stuff, and I think you're kind of alluding to some of it. So now they're talking about like, oh, and our past interference penalties potentially reviewable, or plays that involve what coaches deem as past interference reviewable. And my whole thing is, and it goes to like some other beliefs I have too, but the idea is that's not the problem. The problem is not that we need to review these things like, how about you just enforce the rules you already have? Right. You already have both. You had two offenses that happened on that on that play. Neither one of them are called. How about you discipline the ref, fire the ref, or figure well, that the out? The crew, too. Yeah. The crew like, had a lot of calls. Right. I think, I think it would be much better suited for everybody if that was the approach to take. I don't want to go through another year or the new year where we're talking about hey, now coaches get the idea that they can now review pass interference because that is such a judgment call half it's the time. It's a total judgment call. Are you guys, I mean, if you're, if you're really on that side of the fence where you're like, oh, I think that's a good idea, seriously think about this. You're going to have at least, I mean, I feel like if they add pass interference as potential reviewable plays, they're probably going to get an extra challenge next year. So now you're going to have these plays where they're reviewing pass interference where they're going to play slow-mo replay where it's frame by frame, where if you watched it live, you wouldn't have any clue it happened. Because you're watching but you're, guys running 4-2. But you, yeah, <laughs> but you're running 240 frames per second, high def video, where you're going to see, oh, his finger hit him before the ball was there. You can clearly see it because his glove came in and then the ball. Yeah. Are we really going to live in it? Like, is that really what we want to do? Is like, Do we need to have calls be that perfect? Yeah, no, I I totally agree. That I a lot of the rules in the NFL are turning me off. Like it's turning me off of the NFL, right. and 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 that's why I always joke around. Like I can't wait for the XFL, but I honestly can't wait for the XFL because maybe it'll change stuff with the NFL. You never know, but it's it's you can't. There's no way they can they can make this a, a reviewable play. It's impossible to me. Agre- same same way as you say. Like, and then. It's not like a catch. Like a catch, we can try to figure out, and I feel like you can kind of They're judge. They're making that so complicated But they are now. making it complicated because of the whole Des Bryant against <laughs> Packers. But Still it, wasn't a catch. Still wasn't a catch, yeah. But I, I don't know. What are you going to do? It, there's there's like, like the strike zone in baseball. They want computers. They want this and that. Well, you know what? It kind of adds to the fact of each ump has its own, you know, strike zone. Why, why, why do we have to judge? Why do we have to have those replays for every single little thing. It drives me nuts. I hate yeah. it. I it, it takes away the game and it slows down the game and it's just it adds for more annoyance when you're watching on TV and if you're at a game, especially being in an NFL game with all the commercial breaks, right. breaks, it's it's impossible to to sit there and enjoy it sometimes. Yeah, it's going to be insane. I mean, we went through this ourselves with the with the Seattle game with the replacement refs, like that whole debacle too. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, but I never once called out for like, like, add a new rule or whatever else. I just wanted new refs coming. I'd rather I I would if you really want to like help solve it, like put another ref in there, like add another one. Be like playoff baseball where they bring another ref in the in the crew, or even like basketball where another ref gets added. Important yeah. games. So, what do you think of the review process, though? Do you think it should be changed because of how much time it takes, how the ref on the field kind of judges? He goes to a computer and judges. Do you think it should be somebody up top, kind of like college football? They ring down and say, "We're looking at a play." Um, 
Even uh, baseball does that, where like the central right. office makes the call. Right, baseball's gotten pretty good at it. I feel uh, they they kind of are getting a lot more quicker on their calls, and I don't know. I just I I do feel like they do need to change that a little bit. I I don't like how long it takes. Sometimes they go to commercial break a lot of times, and it takes some minutes for just a little tiny thing, and it's obvious. I feel, and granted, they have to figure out time and where it is, but yeah, especially if they got to reverse a call, and now you have to figure out what down and what what position the play is at. We got to put the ball back. What how many seconds are on the clock? That whole right. thing. It's but you have different. trucks with all these computer monitors and every every game on TV. Like you should be able to do it pretty quick with a couple guys in a in a. Setting somewhere in New York or, or wherever it can be, so I feel like they should go to what college does. I, I think it would be a lot quicker. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm not sure what they're gonna do because I mean the idea, like, as you mentioned, this this has already gone on way too long, and now you're just adding more opportunities for review. I, I don't know. It seems nuts to me, and for and I get there's an outcry because you're if you're a Saints fan, of course you want it to be reviewed because you're gonna go to the Super Bowl then. I get what you're coming. I get where you're coming from, but, but for, the, for, for the greater good. You know what, though, Saints, don't pass the ball. Run the ball. Run that timeout. Make them take their timeouts. You guys, they passed like what a couple times in a row. I I don't remember exactly, but they could have been having a different game plan there. And I understand their pass game, short pass game, is a huge part of their game, but just run the ball. Run the timeout. You have a minute forty, minute fifty. I don't know, but hey, Saints are up three. You're still up three. Stop them. That's another thing, too. Stop them. You get the ball in overtime. Score. You had a ton right. of chances. Granted, the one play was egregious, and it's odd. It's crazy, but Saints had enough chances to win that game. Yeah, but So at what point do you, do you draw the line? At what, at what point are you going to stop having a play reviewable? At some point, are we going to live in a society where now a challenge will be challenged? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they stop because every year there's rule changes and they drive us crazy. And then all of a sudden they have rule changes and a guy gets called or, or a guy tears an ACL because of a rule change. And then all of a sudden three weeks into the NFL, it's gone. And I'm talking about the quarterback hitting this year. Obviously Clay Matthews was having big troubles with that at the beginning of the year. And then what is it? The Washington Redskins guy tore his ACL because he was trying to avoid a hit. Or mm-hmm. Dolphins, I believe Dolphins guy. I don't remember his name, but and then all of a sudden that rule disappears, and now right. all these crazy hits are happening again on quarterbacks, and nobody cares. Right. So they keep changing these rules, but unless it's Tom Brady. Yeah, unless it's Tom Brady. You're right. <laughs> Golden child. I don't know. I mean. Because that's another one too. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna make pass interference reviewable, are you gonna make those is late hit not reviewable? You'd have to, right? It's another judgment call. It's gonna be crazy. Like, is it? Because now it's like, where do you stop? Because before a lot of it was this was the call that was made. I'm challenging that call on the field. But what if there was no call made? Are you are you just challenging you're the play just challenging at that the point? Play, and you're taking a ti- almost a timeout so you can strategize too. I don't know. I just. I don't see the point of it. I mean, I get the outcry. Again, it's the seven stages of grief problem. I just wish that we'd just move through those very quickly and not make any rash decisions one day after it happened. I feel like this is something they should let the Super Bowl play out and they should talk about come July or June. Suck it up, Buttercup. Only one team wins. Right. It seems like a June problem. Yeah. Not right now before the Super no, Bowl. let's not bother with this. So let's just move on to our Packers for a little bit here. Is that okay? Sounds great. All right. 
their uh, coaching staff is kind of getting filled up. Um, Good I, to see. Kind of got the list, but I don't know if we want to name them off. But it, it's uh, kind of interesting. I kind of heard on the radio yeah, that this team is this team of coaches. I guess. Like Luke Getzey's back. Yeah, Luke Getzey's back. He uh, he has a great relationship with with Rogers. I hear. Um, they really got got along, and Rogers was pretty mad about that last year that he actually left the team. So that's a that's a great hire, I feel too. He was a offensive coordinator, went to college, right? Wasn't right, that? he went so to he college. Some, uh, I don't has a play calling experience, college, I think. Yeah. So that's good. So that should be that should be good. He's a very young guy. Um, I think he's thirty four, from what I remember. Yeah. But uh, that's something I wanted to touch on. This is a very young staff. So I think I heard that they are average age of 38 right now, and Pettin is the oldest man in the elder room. Elder statesman. He is the elder statesman. So what do you think? Are you kind of worried about that, or are you happy? I think I'm, I'm pretty excited about that, especially seeing what the kind of the NFL is trending for. I think you want those really passionate guys that that's they're living and breathing football. Not to say like some of the the older ones aren't. It just seems like this seems. This approach is just more of a young man's game right now, and it may be just a fad, and we may it may flop on our faces. But I think it's cool to see people who are hungry getting opportunities to come back and and be a part of a of a staff and really kind of see what they're made of. How about you? Yeah, I I, I feel the same. Uh, I'm not too worried that they're in their 30s or whatever. I think it's I think it's also comes down to who's those coaches are going to stay longer too. Right. They you feel like they're going to be a little bit more dedicated where you kind of had these old guys who were in their set ways and got home to their families and maybe didn't put in as much work in. Now we don't know for sure, but yeah. and then you read stories about like Andy Reid who like it was a big special or a big article that came out and I can't remember the name of it, but it basically went through his whole career starting with the Packers on through about how no matter what happened in his life between family stuff when he had, was going through issues with his kids and then his, like his kid passed away mm-hmm. and he was like consoling other people and he was right back at practice. Like he didn't spend more than, even when his kids were going through all, all that thing, he took a leave of absence for 24 hours. Yeah. And then he was right back in the thing. So, I mean, I don't know about all these other coaches, but I feel like for certain things, like the creativity piece of it, I think some, I mean, that favors maybe some of the younger kids. Kids, we still call them now. Some of the younger coaches out there, I, but there's certain positions I feel are better suited for more veteran coaches. Like I, I want my defensive line to be a, a more of a veteran coach. Teach those guys the guy fundamental or offensive them, line. Yeah, like yeah, true. I do. I do feel like losing camp camping was was a was a bummer, but um, obviously I've, a lot of those guys were gonna leave. Uh, they they probably weren't gonna feel comfortable with the new coach so but i think some of these skill position players like to be challenged and motivated and like stimulated to to be creative and change it up be different high motor type coaches i think really do wonders for teams especially one that's become rather complacent and stale with the, with the regime that's been in power for what 13 years 14 years yeah definitely so what i think i did kind of find interesting with the different staff changes that the last skill position coach for the wide receivers hasn't been filled yet. So I'm not sure if there's other people have been rumored or um, – because, like, Luke Getzey, like, he was the wide receiver coach when he was with the Packers in 2016, 2017. So maybe he's going to try to help find that candidate or maybe he's going to kind of fill in for the time being or they're going to try to find another young, young coach to give an opportunity to. But that's 
I think that's the last remaining piece for the offensive side. Um, it was funny. Do you remember like that 2016 season? The big, the big preseason kind of showcase was the wide receivers off on the side were catching bricks um, to improve hands. A little strength. bit, a little bit, yeah. Because I just remember there was a couple reports or whatever else, and they showed like this drill where they got they were getting like the brick drill. Where they're getting like bricks thrown to them, supposed to have the hand strength and things like that, and um, it really helped. It really helped. Like Louisville players, like said that, um, especially the likes of like Jordy Nelson at the time, and uh, Randall Cobb talked about how when they had dropping issues, that that really helps. It was really like one of the big things that turned that around in the 2016 season. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the mastermind behind that was Luke Getze. Nice, but yeah, that's that's probably the one of the most important positions too, as what we saw on the field with receivers. Granted, young receivers, but right. rounding off routes, not running crisp routes. We heard that a lot during the season, and it most likely came down to coaching, you would think. So hopefully they get a coach in there that can help those young guys and really prosper with Rodgers. Let's move on and talk a little bit NBA. NBA. It's my favorite right now. Team's rocking. You went to a game? Yeah, I went to the game on MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day. It was the Bucks versus the Mavericks and Luka Doncic, which was great because... And Giannis' little brother. Yeah, Kostas was there. He did not get to play, unfortunately. I was really rooting for the Bucks to be killing him so that uh, he could he could come in, but... They ended up coming back. Uh, the Mavericks did, and um, I, I just looking at Luca, he he's he's a very good distributor. Like I didn't realize that he was um, more small forwardish. I didn't realize that. I thought he was a little bit bigger for some reason. But anyway, uh, he's. I mean, he nearly had a triple double by halftime. Just assist wise, he he finds the open guy. He's pretty pretty savvy with the ball, so he's pretty impressive. He didn't shoot well on the day, so. But, yeah, he, he, he was pretty fun to watch for sure, and it was really fun to watch Giannis just posterize him too. So, yeah, He's so amazing. I went with so my, fun to watch. I went with my daughter, and she's not really a huge basketball fan for, for sure. She's never She was asking me about the three-point line, and that's how much <laughs> she doesn't know much. <laughs> but she was asking questions at least. She really, really loved the stadium, and I, I just can't say enough about that stadium. It's just such an amazing place to go. And if you got got the money, you got fine tickets. If you offered tickets, go because it's it's a really nice stadium and it's really great what they did. But yeah. it's very fun. Like I said, um, my son ended up forgiving me for not going to Fan Fest or got any tickets for Fan Fest. So I think he's moved on from that. Um, and replaced it with uh, a Bucks game. Invited three of his three of his buddies. So. That'll be fun. There's a group of small army of us going. Gotta try to get a ticket to that game. But uh, so all star voting. So when we last left, uh, I believe Giannis was second in the league. He wasn't down by much for top. About a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand to, to the to the injured LeBron for the last two months or whatever. That's Makes total sense. <laughs> anyway, uh, voting for fans, players, and media concluded on Monday. Um, the starters will be announced tomorrow, which is Thursday the 24th. So by the time you listen to this, Giannis will probably already be on the All-Star team. Uh, reserves will be announced 
uh, I believe. So he'll probably be a team captain, 31st, right? First, so yeah, he'll be a pro- most likely 100% team captain. I I can't see him not being a team captain. So it'll probably be LeBron and him is my guess, but that player and media vote could change LeBron a little bit maybe because Luca was getting close to LeBron actually, which would be kind of really interesting if that rookie was the second guy. But so yeah, they'll be televising that uh, All Star Game draft, which would be pretty fun Thursday, February seventh. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that that airing on the seventh to see the draft live. I mean. I mean, it could be anticlimactic or it could be a lot of fun to kind of see how that, that drafting goes. So just thinking reserves-wise, I've been kind of looking at a lot of a lot of sites about uh, who would they pick. Zach Lowe, I think, posted some stuff. Uh, some other guys, I can't remember their names. Sorry about that. But do you think Chris Middleton or Bled can uh, sneak in? Because a, yeah, lot, a lot of them are saying they're kind of like those last couple picks. And it would they say they say it would be a shame for the Bucks, possibly the best team in the league right now, to only have one player. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's gonna be close. Yeah, Middleton's having a great year. I mean, he's had a down weeks here and there, but I really think he's still having a solid year and he's really been guarded very close. So and he's opening up a lot of the lane for Bledsoe, and Bledsoe's been, he's been amazing the last couple of weeks. So I, I, I really think at least Middleton will get in, but I really hope Bledsoe can get in too, of course. Yeah, you just hope the coaches watch enough tape or, or realize and show the, see the potential. I guess, what, I mean, the Bucks. I mean, it's a good problem to have as a, as a Bucks fan and a Bucks team. Definitely. That the, all those guys are putting up, Pretty good numbers and are pretty ridiculous. Between like, like you mentioned, blood like between Bledsoe, Brogdon, and Middleton, e- equally one night from night to night could be the guy or the second guy. Yeah, put up twenty. Lopez finally had a double double. <laughs> <laughs> I think first of the season, ten rebounds, I believe, something like that. I was gonna say, what was it, assists? <laughs> no, but yeah, I it the they're a pretty complete team, you know. And it's going to be interesting to see if they can sneak in. But kind of looking at not a very complete team right now, Houston. So Harden has had a historic run right now. He is up to four games in a row unassisted. Unassisted points. So that record of three in a row, so the most points in a three-game span, none assisted, 163 for active players. He is on top of that list. And all time, he is crazy. five. He's number five. So Kobe twice has done it, and Michael Jordan twice has done it to have <laughs> a three-game span. Which That's crazy. No point is assisted. So I, I guess how many how many more games does he go without being assisted? Because they don't have Capella. They don't have Paul. They have no scoring. And the guy dribble, 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 shoots. <laughs> it's pretty amazing what he what he's done. Well, I think it's even more crazy is is that he's not assisted and he has the amount of points. But I think what is he still ever in that stretch? You think he's still having over eight assists a game? Yeah, yeah, he's so, still, so he's still he's still dishing the ball as, still about, as much the as ball. he can. He's not getting any support. So some interesting things the ringer said uh, posted. Um, I forget what date this was. The twenty third. So that's the twenty third. Anyway. <laughs> 
uh, Harden would still lead the league in scoring even if free throws didn't count. Number two, Harden would still lead the league in scoring even if the three-point line disappeared. Three, Harden would go scoreless over the rest of the season. Harden could go scoreless over the rest of the season and still end up scoring more points for the Rockets this season than Jeremy Lamb, Kevin Martin, Stephen Adams, Mitch McCary, blah, 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 combined for the Thunder. So about like seven guys combined for the Thunder. Harden is obliterating precedent by scoring so many unassisted buckets, of course. And then uh, there's some other things on here, like 50-point games. He's been doing it dominating. But also during this big run, he's shooting like 38 39% from three-point land too. So he's not missing a lot of shots too. So I guess that that comes down to like, him and Giannis, is Harden going to win the MVP again? You know, I know a lot of it will depend on how the end of season goes and how the, how the team probably finishes. I think some of that will weigh into it. Yeah, you would think so. But it's just pretty amazing what he's doing and, and scoring-wise, unassisted, he's prolific. He's one of the best. It is crazy. I mean, they're, they're, they're currently the fifth seed in the West. They're over seven games over five hundred. They're actually playing pretty well with him scoring like this, too. And it's him and nobody else. Yeah. For the most part. So another thing, too, is historically 20 in a row, 30 points or more, too, which he's um, 11 behind uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain did uh, 31 twice and 65 twice <laughs> times yeah. in a row. It would be, be amazing. To get I was kind of looking at NBA records, and Wilt has, like, all the records. It's pretty crazy what yeah, he did back he was, in his day. <laughs> pretty dominant. Yeah, he was intense. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this like kind of plays out. But I, I'd also have to look. While his individual performance is great, and I and I guess that is what the MVP is kind of measured. But I think there's some stock given to one, like how your team ends up, and two, how well you've done and had had a competition with people of equal caliber. Yeah. So I think it'll get measured. Like, what did you do compared to what did you and your team do compared to other teams of equal? Relevance, yeah. and I think the the Bucks continuing to play and beat great teams. So, like, I think the 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 Toronto wins are going to be amazing. So, hopefully, we can beat the Raptors and then go three and one on the season against yeah. them would be a big that one. Would be great. We win and, and we actually beat Houston. So, I mean, that's the head-to-head competition, and and you got a leg up there. It has been it, it just like again, I I I find, I find it hard to believe that this is that's sustainable, but then he keeps proving me wrong every day he goes out and plays. Yeah. So, who knows? I mean, how do you? I guess it's like going into a game. It's like let's just hold hard into under thirty. I guess that's all you go into because, like you said, he he scores twenty in a blink. Right, and I like you said, you're gonna let him get his. Make sure it doesn't he doesn't go off on some huge run. Right. Make sure they're contested, and then just do your thing. Because I mean, if he scores thirty, you win. Yeah. Pretty much. He scores 40, maybe not. Yeah. Scores 50 a game over. (laughs) (laughs) But So another Western team uh, on the up and up is the Warriors. They get Boogie Boogie Cousins back, and immediately they win a game, and they're number one in the league, according to some rankings. Right. I I know there's – I know a lot of – the ranking piece sees that as, like, the piece that they kind of been missing, and and now the team is just ridiculous and – and whatever else, and, and the team's powerful. I, I mean, I get it. The, the idea is like that's another all-star piece that you're adding back into it. 
True. What I wonder is, do they become? Does he help that much? I mean, he I mean, instantly they they win games when he comes back. But long term, I mean, could it be the Celtics situation where they have a lot of talent on a team and and figure out where what's going to happen? Is he going to get along with Draymond Green? Yeah, like long term, like what turmoil and what what drama is going to be there? Right, that's true. That's a big question because so we'll he, he's got a lot of issues in that head of his. Well, I think a lot of them do. <laughs> I think yeah, Ke- I yeah mean, they're all I mean, probably big headed, but they don't you, let it out as much. I feel like Kevin Durant's like one foot out the door from Golden State. I think he's like getting off season. He'll probably go to a different team. Draymond Green's kind of like that. Head well, case Thompson too. Thompson's on a. He's been tearing it up, and he's looking for a new contract too. Eventually, I think is it this year or next year? I don't remember, but yeah, he's eligible at the end of the season. Yeah, it sounds about right. So yeah, that team is uh, got really interesting, but I still think the Bucks should be number one. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't mean, make any sense to me. With the best point differential in the league, they've been dominating teams that have good records. Like, right? Why? Why would you have them unseated because they get Boogie Cousins back? Let's see what they do in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's a love affair with the, I guess, yeah. with the with the team. It's, it's fine. Hard, it's hard. To, it's hard to vote a Midwest team in. I like uh, when Giannis has something to play for too. Right. He when he gets a little angry, that's when Giannis is bad. It is good. Bad, good, bad. I mean, good. <laughs> so one one more interesting kind of report. He said, kind of said to hear, involves a an Eastern Conference team that would affects the Bucks hopefully uh, positively. But Pacers fear Oladipo's knee. He's probably done for the season after. Oh man, a devastating knee injury. Wow. Yeah, that probably uh, takes them out of contention. Honestly, I I can't. Bogdanovich, I guess they they did win a lot of games without him this year, but as far as being a playoff contender wise, I they'll probably make maybe still make the playoffs, but I just I can't see them um, putting you know many teams behind them, so to say, being that four seed or five seed. I I, I think they'll they'll kind of drop a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. If you uh, if you haven't seen it in your oh is it bad? It's, it's oh. not it's not it's not a good one. They immediately call for for help and whatever else. He wasn't get, moving or getting up. Oish. No, I'm not gonna watch that. Well, maybe I will. Uh, it was the it was the, <laughs> it was the infamous towel. Like they put the towel over it. Ow, with a knee. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah, a bad one. Sure did. So you feel for him. I mean. Thoughts and pressure go out to him. Speedy recovery. You never like to see something like that happen to a to a good player, but um, does does help the East a little bit? You'd think. Let's hope the Bucks can keep up their run and uh, get Coach Bud that uh, that All Star Game coach. Yeah, being number one in the league, I believe that's what happens. So that'd be good. Then he can just put Blood and Chris on, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you get to be coach of the team, do you get like one write in? Yeah, right. <laughs> but then does that make it awkward then? Does that make it interesting? Does it destroy the locker room now if you're like, hey coach, you get to pick one player? All right. Oh yeah. All right, Bledsoe, Lopez, Brogdon. Nah, he'll pick Middleton. Conan, he'll pick Connaughton or Smith. <laughs> just really make it hmm. just really make it out of hmm. out of sorts. Hot tick it is. <laughs> So Bucks continue to win, as you mentioned. They beat, they beat the Mavericks, Orlando before that. On a little, but six, six or five game run. And then who they got Friday? Charlotte, the Hornets at home. 
And then they have, I think they'll have like a five-game stretch on the road, I believe. I could be wrong. I'm not looking at it, and I don't want to pull it up because I don't know why, but sorry about that. But I believe they have like back, not like back-to-back, but game off, game off. So it's going to be a tough stretch coming up uh, against, OK. I think they have OKC coming up and Toronto, and um, we'll see uh, their, uh, see if they can flex their muscle on the road. Yeah, it looks like we got the Hornets coming up, like you mentioned, Friday at home, and then we go on the road to the Thunder, on the road to the Pistons, on the road to Toronto, on the road to the Wizards, on the road Nets, and then you're back home against the Wizards on February. So after this home game on Friday, we're all the way on the road until we come back in February 6th. So one last thing we want to mention before we uh, we get out of here and let you guys get your day, ears back, whatever you want to whatever you want to say is uh, we finished up our inaugural fantasy football challenge, but we doesn't feel right announcing that without Mike. Hmm. Yoda don't matter. Nope. Yoda, you do not matter. Yoda out. All you need to know is I won. Yeah. They've known that for weeks. Yep. So the battle for second and third, we'll let you know how that went. Anything else you got, Pete? No, I'm good. I got a lot out today. I was really worried without Mr. Mr. Mike here, and it. I looking to my right, it was very empty. My my heart is empty right now. <laughs> um, but it is a different uh, dynamic with two. Hopefully, my heart will be filled, full of questionable comments so on Sunday when <laughs> when Michael he goes back. back. <laughs> so hopefully, we did him proud. Hopefully, he was had his day of rest. Got excited. Hopefully he's entertained. Are you not entertained? No, I can't do this copyright. No? Yeah. <laughs> but my rendition doesn't sound anything like the real one, so nobody would even know the difference. <laughs> you could do it. <laughs> so with that, I think, I, think, I think we can definitely let you go. <laughs> so we had a little bit of a couple glitches with the with the website and stuff like that, so hopefully hopefully nobody really even noticed. But if you did send mailbag stuff over the last couple of days, it did not get to us. So Click. please please resend it. Resend. Yes, definitely. You got mail. Yeah, you can so, say that because AOL's gone, right? So we, <laughs> so we did. We're not even that old, but we, uh, we changed up hosting, hosting services. We got it dialed in. Hopefully, a little bit better performing. Got a couple other issues that we tried to get fixed out with it, but in doing so, it brought down some of the the mail stuff, and there's a little bit glitch in some of the technology pieces. But hopefully, that's squared away now. So definitely reach out now. The mailbag. Now it's good to go. So it's questionable to return.com slash mailbag. Definitely reach out to us now. And if you did send one, resend it. Social media, keep it up. Facebook.com slash questionable to return. Twitter, Q to return. Personally, Andy, number nine, M-A-N. We'll do Mike's. Send a lot of get well messages to Mike at Mike R. Daily. Hmm. I could say it at Mike R. Daily. <laughs> What about yours, Pete? At P. Cozy Jr. All right. So keep giving those five-star reviews. Really appreciate it. Keep sharing it with a friend. Um, go back and listen to those some of those past episodes. Definitely listen to the Frank episode if you're coming into us new now and haven't listened to it yet. It was definitely a fun time. And uh, we'll catch us next time. As I once heard from a wise man, you have two ears and one mouth, which means you have to listen to the podcast twice as much and always share it with one person. 
Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. <laughs> I'm not going to put that in. Hold up. <laughs> Always pass on what you have learned. <laughs> Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>